Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello there! Apparently Adam wants the hoe. Just splicing money, money, money. I love a pizza. Hello and welcome to episode 38 of The Front 3. It's the Q&A special on Saturdays. Joining me as always is Lawrence McKenna. Favourite episodes, love the questions, keep them coming. Dave O'Brien's also here. Oh yes, here to drop some bombs. <laughs> and Dave <laughs> just remembered there's a podcast. <laughs> oh yes! And it's also a pleasure to be joined by Kristen Hennage. Uh, good evening. It's good, good morning, you mean, because it's Saturday, Kristen. Oh. We don't it's record this. somewhere, though, buddy. That's it's... how the world works. Oh, take that. <laughs> You're revealing the secrets that we record it at the same time as the other one. But enough of that. We've got to move on to the questions. I definitely didn't say that, in fairness. I mean, me you're a bit crazy. We've got to move on to the for all you know. Dave. Uh, Dave, I'll come to you first. We've got a question specifically for you. Ooh. Mr. Mike Smalling himself. <laughs> Mr. Mike Smalling says, good afternoon, Dave. Oh, you've revealed that we're recording this. Oh, fucking hell, you bastard. He says, Dave, uh, yes. Dave, do you think that Pochettino could be a good replacement for Louis van Gaal in 2017? I definitely do. I think he's mm. essentially the one that I, I'd quite want him or obviously Pep Guardiola. Pochettino, though, has worked so well with the young English players. You know, the, the job he did at Southampton was brilliant. The style of play he sort of incorporated there. And now at Tottenham, obviously, they look absolutely fantastic. One question, you know, a few question marks no, about him, whether... His squad's big enough that, you know, the players that he's got in his disposal, if, for example, Harry Kane goes down injured, is he good enough at building a squad? But that'll come with age and experience. But right now, they are playing that some of the best football I've seen um, in the Premier League in recent years. And I think they're probably up there with Liverpool in terms of playing the best style. So, style-wise, Pochettino would be brilliant. And then Harry Kane's going to come over to United as well. So, buy one and get one things free. are happening. Let's move on to the next question. I, I love Dave's correlation, between, <laughs> Dave's correlation between age and squad size. Somehow, he reaches 50 and he goes... Oh, fucking hell, I've been three players like for years. He has an epiphany. It clicks, um, doesn't it? Like, oh, <laughs> there are another centre-back. Next question. Right. Is Hang on, from... let me count these again. One, two, three. <laughs> oh, my God, there's only ten of them. Oh, God. How long Jake. have we been doing this? <laughs> the next question, Kristen, is from my own brother, Alex. He wants to know, is Diego Costa's tenure in the Premier League over? We'll come to you, Kristen, because we sort of talked about this uh, on the, on the Wednesday podcast. Shit, family, move on. Uh, Kristen, what do you reckon? Is Costa's tenure in the Premier League over? Done? I think it's a, a tad unfair to reduce it to that just because he threw a bib at Mate, someone. But it's more than that, Kristen. It's the culmination. 
you know. You sound like Mourinho now. Yeah, I do. That's <laughs> it. Love it. It's, it's so much more than that. Um, he doesn't even get on with my family. It, I think what you could say is that maybe his style has been sussed, for want of a better word, and, and that players are, are now starting to revel in that physical battle with him because they realise that they can use it against him. You know, and the idea that you can use someone's greatest strength against them is their, their biggest weakness. People can rile him up during that physical battle and, and try to get him sent off. And it's not maybe as, as beneficial a tool to him as it once was. And I think in general, Chelsea's struggles are kind of typified by him. And when he's not scoring goals, you're kind of left wondering, well, what else is he doing? Because all the traditional number nines who were in his mould, guys like Shearer and people like that, they did create as well. Whereas, to be truthful, Diego Costa isn't much of a creator. Right. Pass, mate. Two, pass. You got, oh, it's, this is the one word. Well, actually, it's technically it's a two-word answer from each of you. Dave first. Matt Stab wants to know, will Vardy finish as the top scorer in the BPO? And if not, who will? No. Harry Kane. Harry Kane. Kristen. Uh, no, he won't. Who will? Uh, Harry Kane. Uh, Lawrence? No, Aguero. Ooh, I'll say no. Kane. Ooh. Love it. Um, next question. Let's go to you, Lawrence. Let's, let's yeah. ask you this one. Um, do you think what is happening to Chelsea is very similar to the Arsenal side of 94-95 said Club of Kings. Um, I don't remember Arsenal from 94-95 because I was six. Uh, do you? Uh, I was also six, Adam. Um, wow. But my memory is crystal clear from the time. Hang on, when, um, when's your birthday, Lawrence? December the 6th, Adam. Tomorrow? Are you telling me it's tomorrow? It is tomorrow, Adam, yeah. Happy birthday. No, I won't go there. That's a bit well, it's not December. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how are you going to be, Lawrence? I thought we recorded this on, on, on a Saturday morning, Adam. Um, we do, so tomorrow yeah, is your... Is fourth your... Wall shattering. <laughs> uh, 20... <laughs> it's t- 27. Oh, uh, I don't know why, but I found Kristen funnier on podcasts. Um, uh, I'll, it's just because he's I'll in Tokyo. Up... I think when he's in Tokyo, it's funnier. For some reason. I'll look up the oh, Arsenal team. <laughs> um, 27, happy birthday to you. He said 94.95. Take a look. In a second. Right, you do your research. I'll get on to the next question. Um, Nicola F, always sending in a good question. He said, will Dejan Lovren stand out under Jurgen Klopp? Uh, Dave. He's also put the hashtag Adam wants the whole. <laughs> I, I love mean, the idea that in, in the background Adam's girlfriend's listening to him recording this. But anyway, yeah, apparently Adam wants the whole hashtag. Um, not quite sure what to make of that, Nicola. Please explain. But anyway, will Dejan Lovren stand out under Jurgen Klopp, Dave? Yes, he will. I think he'll um, he'll he's, he'll get confidence. I think that's what Lovren is a player of when it, when it, the manager believes in him. He seems to turn over decent performances, such you know, like Pochettino at Southampton. When the manager like Brendan Rodgers, who may not be fully confident in the signing, fully confident in his ability, Lovren's confidence goes and he starts making terrible mistakes. So I think he'll, he'll do well. You know, with is it Sacco that's out injured now with a knee injury, right? Yeah, and obviously Joe Gomez is out injured as well. I think that means that with Colo Torre coming into the side, when Skirtle or Lovren are rotated out, then it, it does look tricky. Um, next... Adam, I've got an answer. Um, it, Go it's basically... Uh, although yes. I, 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 <laughs> Just yes. from what I understand there aren't a huge number of parallels uh, Wikipedia doesn't necessarily <laughs> from your two uh, minutes of research um, the sacking of long serving and highly successful manager George Graham following a bung scandal <laughs> I don't know what <laughs> yes. this question is implying a lot this guy knows something's um, going on so Arsenal endure their most frustrating season in 10 years they finished 12th in the Premier League 
below fine unf- uh, unfancied London rivals Queen Park Rangers and Wimbledon, and also had to endure a loss of Paul Merson for three months. Now, I don't feel like Chelsea are going to lose Paul Merson. No. Um, but or George Graham. Or George Graham. <laughs> I think there was a transfer. There was a transfer. Basically, I can't yeah, remember who problem. moves. Someone moved. Yeah, someone moved to a club and they took like a massive cut of the money and they found out. It was the first person who was stuff. investigated. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that's what's going to happen with Mourinho. We are um, definitely going to court for this. <laughs> the, the, worry, Allegedly. the worry Allegedly. Is, well, I mean, the worry is that... Um, that uh, in that season, four people got relegated. So if it is similar to that season, then Kristen's team finishing 17th does Im- indeed believe they're fucked. Um, oh. <laughs> uh, Kristen, we talked about it last week on Wednesday, but Meshal wants to know, is Brendan Rodgers the answer to Newcastle's managerial problems? Yes, he is. I, I love it. It's so simple. Kristen, um, do you seriously think that? Yeah, no, seriously, I think he is. I, 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 think, I can really I like see that as a good fit. You've got doubts. You've got. What I doubt is currently whether it's a good idea for Brendan Rodgers to make a return to the Premier League so quickly, and how many assholes out there really want to see Brendan. There was was talk he was going to go to Qatar, which you you don't want him, and nobody else can have him. What what a (laughs) classic! That's basically what's Uh, important here. Dave Wellesley Wellesley wants to know: What do you make of West Ham's dip in form? Is it Billich's tactics, (laughs) or is it injuries? No, it's Billich, isn't it? As a manager, I've told you before. After eleven games, he bottles it. Oh. And he, this is what's happening at West Ham. Um, they're going to be Mystic battling relegation days. soon. We'll see. We'll all see, boys. The uh, premonition was true. Lawrence, who will be premonition? Cap- <laughs> who will be England captain at the 2018 World Cup? Says Arteta. Assist. Ooh, good question. Uh, will do, will it will still be Wayne Rooney? At that point? Yes. No, it will not be Wayne Rooney. Do you not think? Uh, no, I think will it'll be, be between. It'll Chris be between. Smalling? Chris Smalling. Harry Kane. Harry Kane. Jordan Henderson. Oh, Jordan Henderson's a good shout. Um, and who else will be in that midfield? I think it'll be a midfielder because I, I think the, you know that, that's the best place to have your captain, essentially. It's mm-hmm. either going to be Chris Smalling or a midfielder. I'll say Henderson or Smalling. Um, interesting. On a sixpence, asks Kristen, what are your thoughts on the youth system in the BPL? Why isn't there more youth coming from the big sides and what can they do better? It's a big question, but give you a best shot. Essentially, the, the problem that you've encountered is that with a lot more free movement through Europe, it means you can essentially take talent from across the continent. So it's really diversified the pool of talent. Equally, when you invest a lot more money in, in moving that player abroad, moving his family, giving him a, a subsidised wage that's a, a more than, say, someone who lives relatively close to the club, I think either intentionally or, or even unintentionally, you focus more of your efforts on that person and you give them more opportunities to succeed. I think it's it's something that I've seen happen at a number of academies. And that's definitely one of the problems, I think, as well. Across the board, Europe, as it's become more developed, you've seen a lot more coaches, you've seen a lot more quality coaching undertaken at these different countries so now their players are getting better when you get to that kind of peak age of 16 whether you almost hit the the level of are you good enough to start in a professional club and so it's a culmination of a lot of different things but essentially I wouldn't wouldn't entirely blame the Premier League I think certainly it's contributed slightly with the little bit of reckless spending particularly in youth players but there are a number of other kind of factors that have bled into that. Mm. Uh, Jeremy AFC says favourite football boot uh, Dave come to you first um, 
Oh, that's a difficult question. I quite like the Adidas World Cup ones. What are they called? The El... Good one, Dave. Mundial. <laughs> Mundials. Those, the Mundials. Yeah, the El ones. Mundials, oh. yes. The yeah, old Mundials. Buy them now and buy them quick. Lawrence, what's yours? <laughs> I like the F50s. Uh, I was given a pair a few years ago, and I've, I've not changed out of them. I've, you know, I'm not a great footballer, but they are, they're very comfortable, and the touch and control with them is fantastic. Uh, Kristen, have any of you seen the football boots that Harry Redknapp endorsed recently? <laughs> what those those <sighs> ones with the, with the flat end? Yes, <laughs> they're your favourites. Yes, <laughs> because somebody backed that project. Dear and I Lord, want to meet them. I've just Google searched that. That is incredible. It is incredible. Go, is it go just so you can you it, can toe punt it. <laughs> yeah, it is. What it literally says on the page is long. Li- it's just ridiculous. It's long lines of what would happen if Alan Partridge had met with a football boot designer and, and they went, <laughs> "There's not enough toe pokes in today's game." And he went, the, "The toe is an underused part uh, of the football boot." Well, there's a reason for that, Alan. Uh, <laughs> essentially, it's a football boot designed on a PlayStation, and I mean like an original PlayStation. Like- Basically designed as a sledgehammer. It's like you can put a hammer on the end of your shoe. And I love that Harry uh, Redknapp endorses it because it says so much about the way he plays football. <laughs> yeah. Imagine someone's tweeted in reply to Harry Redknapp. Imagine waking up to these on Christmas Day. Yeah. <laughs> but is, that, is it not also that the toe poke is so incredibly satisfying because it is also such a hard thing to do? Oh. I love it. Yes. Right. If you just make it really easy by putting a really flat bit on the end of the boot, it's not as satisfying. <laughs> that is ridiculous. Go and Google search that now. Harry Redknapp football boots. It's, it's quite something. Um, my favourite football boots are those old Adidas Predators, you know, with like the, the grooves on top, the old school ones. Yeah. I don't, I don't think they did. The I don't think they didn't. Ones, yeah, yeah. The, the, the proper ones. Was it Craig Johnson that yeah. developed that, I think? Oh, yeah. I don't think they did anything. Yeah, the headline—they look ridiculous now. They had so many grooves on the front. I don't think did it do anything. Apparently, it was supposed to help you swerve on the free kicks and all that. <laughs> ah, it's all bollocks, isn't it? Mark, I think it, I think it just it just reduced the amount of con. It it basically meant that you had uh, contact in certain areas with the ball. So I imagine mm. it would make it move in a different way. But whether that was the best way to make it swerve, I'd say is another question. Uh, Luke, hashtag MUFC on Twitter says, how does Dave manage to watch so many football games at the same time? Um, multiple screens, I think, is the answer to that question. Yeah, makes sense, yeah. I guess. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's just Dave a good answer, isn't it? <laughs> Uh, What's the best technique, guys? And how might I get multiple screens, Dave? How might I acquire an iPad? Yeah. yeah. Do you, go, Dave, go shop, haven't you? Dave, is it multiple devices? Is it like your phone, your iPad, your laptop, your telly? Uh, it's usually phone, not phone, sorry. It's usually a telly with a laptop plugged into it, then another laptop. My so God. it's like, like that type of thing. But eventually, I'd love to get like loads of screens with one of those. Do you know one of those dishes, massive yes. dishes, where you can like get into the MBC and that. Yes, like, uh, that's, that's the dream. That I is the dream. Those massive dishes. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's Dave's life aspiration. I just want a massive dish. That'd be um, great. Mohammed Klopp Osafi said, "Who are the genuine title contenders uh, in this very open Premier League season?" Kristen, give me your four Premier League title contenders, genuine. Man City, Man United, you could argue Tottenham and Liverpool. You didn't say Arsenal? Arsenal. Yeah, I don't think they're title contenders. Whoa! Okay. Apologies, Arsenal fans. I just think you, you, 
I have to rephrase that. Sorry, I think the team is mentally weak. I don't think the fans are. I think the, the team. <laughs> oh no, Kristen went there. Uh, I, I was, was going to say okay. you are mentally weak, but that sounds horrible. I mean, the team. <laughs> I don't think is, is mentally strong enough. You are mentally weak. Incredible. Just look at the Norwich game. It's it's a great example that, that when that result doesn't shock you anymore, that's when you know that Arsenal are, are stuck in a, a groove in that sense. Um. Right. Let's jump back to the questions from last week because there was lots of good questions that we didn't get quite around to. Um, you know who wants to know? Gabriel White on Twitter. I butchered his name. Apologies. Um, Dave, let's come to you on this one. Is Paolo Dybala the next big thing? He's got Messi's approval. Um. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. He could be. He's now hit really good form. At the start of last season, I think he scored 15 goals before January or something like that, then kind of dried up at Palermo. He didn't really want to get injured before of his before his big move to Juventus. But no, he's really started to crack on at Juve again. He's taken in, you know, Carlos Tevez's mantle of being the Juventus' most important player. And he does look very, very good. You know, he's a very impressive footballer, um, very skillful with the ball at his feet, um, likes a good curled finish. So, yeah, I think he could, he could be the next big thing. Hmm. Um, back on Arsenal, Kristen, uh, as well as mental, mental mentality problems, uh, they've got injury problems as well. Harry wants to know, are Arsenal's injury problems down to their training? Is it pure coincidence uh, that these injuries plague the team? I mean, we had Wenger come under a lot of criticism this weekend for playing Sanchez uh, when he was in the red zone, apparently. What, what do you make of their injury crisis? In the red zone? That's what they call it, mate. That's what I've been told. Yeah, it's a new one. I, I think the, the push into the camera... Pit didn't help, to be fair. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I thought that too, yeah. I mean, I'm no doctor or anything, you know. I've only watched a few episodes of Diagnosis Murder. Uh, that's, that's what you need. That's all the qualifications right, yeah. we need on the front of thing. I imagine a lot of the audience doesn't know what that is, but never mind. Um, <laughs> I, I think you can look at a lot of different things. I think perhaps the training doesn't help. I mean, Sanchez is, is notoriously hardworking as an example. I know he spent his, his off-season or his summer uh, training on beaches in, in South America or something like that. <laughs> I, I I definitely admire the work ethic. Mm. I think there comes a point. I remember there was stories about Paul Gascoigne at Italian ninety where they had to sit him down and say, "Look, stop doing things. You're going to kind of injure yourself because you would want to play tennis at three o'clock in the morning and bizarre <laughs> things like that." And I'd be surprised if it's not overworking to a degree. I think some of them are just a case of they are injury prone. Mm. Um, but it's it's something that I'm sure they'll need to evaluate. It's hard to truly give you an, a genuine answer without knowing the setup in the system. Yeah, we don't. I've seen a lot of sort of talk about Arsenal's injury crisis, but no one actually knows what goes on behind closed doors. So it's hard to to make any conclusions. The fact is, it happens every single season. So it's just 
there's got to be something going wrong at the club. Um, I think is it, have they got an eleven of players out yet injured? They've got they've got nine. That's close. Yeah, my God, it's, it's largely the same core as well. Though that's mm. that's where I would start to think maybe it's a you know the the idea of the the niggly injury issue that uh, that's where I start to think it could be that because there's not been wholesale changes at that football club for quite a while. Uh, yeah, I mean it is also partly that Wenger for a while has had a type of player that he likes and uh, certain uh, certain attributes, and you wonder whether those two go hand in hand for. You know uh, why a player would get injured: speed, etc., pace, mm. or a certain build. Lawrence Louis Morad wants to know: Is Sturridge mm. worth the effort anymore? He's uh, he's got to learn what real pain is, apparently. But is he worth the effort? Oh God! <laughs> um, that's what Klopp said, isn't it? He was like, he's got to know the difference between pain and real pain. Those, that's when he wakes up in one of those uh, sore dens, and he's just sort of on the floor, and he's like, <laughs> "You'll know what real pain is." Right. Klopp's head <laughs> adjusting his leather coat. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, um, I would say yes, he is worth the trouble right now for Liverpool. A lot of people questioning um, whether he is worth the trouble, but I mean, if you look at the way that he plays. Um, how significant he's been for Liverpool in the past I think you know it's the kind of thing where if Liverpool were to invest in someone else people would forget very quickly about Sturridge but at the same time I think because of the character that he is and because of um, the career that he's had so far and the close relationship he's had with some of the fans and why he came to Liverpool all those reasons I think he's worth the effort Here's a great question which will probably take us to the end of the podcast uh, it's from Olsi, Olsen Kraja. said, FIFA Pro uh, recently published their shortlist uh, for the World Eleven. I know we didn't just last week, mate. No, we didn't. We did. We didn't. We did the, the team. Yeah, we didn't do it. We did do it, didn't we? No. We spoke about it. We didn't do it, though, did we? We didn't do it. We Are you we sure? Said, yeah. We, we said we, it was too long, Dave. Yeah, we said we were going to do it this week. Oh, sorry. I thought we did it. Mate. No, leave your memory, that, mate. Leave that like a sieve. in the podcast. This is what we have to it's deal like with. It's like a sieve, mate. Right, Leave that in the podcast. What is no, the... take it out of the podcast. <laughs> um, That's it. Keep arguing. <laughs> Listen, what is the most? What is the weakest possible eleven? Right, let's do goalkeeper first. I think that sounds obvious. Buffon, Casillas, De Gea, Navas, Neuer. Surely Casillas from his blunder the other week. What are we saying now? Yeah, who's the worst right now? We're going to make the worst 11. It goes Buffon, Casillas, De Gea, Navas, Neuer. I pick, I pick De Gea as a five-year-old, though. So well, I don't... With, yeah, I mean, you um, could do that. Or what about right now? I, all right, yeah. The uh, then, then Casillas right now, obviously. Anyone disagree yeah. with that, Kristen? Yeah. No. Okay. Agree. Pretty uh, mean-spirited question. Really. I know. It's, it's <laughs> What's funny. the shittest team we can pick of all these we, top quality players? Full Let's backs. find 11 finished players. Full backs, we've got uh, Branislav Ivanovic is probably in with a shout, isn't he, at the moment. Um, we've also got Alaba, Alba, Alves, Carvajal, Alarm and Marcello. That is some good full backs. I'd say Carvajal and Ivanovic would probably be the weakest of those. Sure, yeah, but, but then you'll pick... It's like Adam, the... you've got two right backs there, bro. It's not a team. Well, that's what makes him weak at left back, mate. Um, <laughs> who's the? But you've only I got. Don't know how to play here. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> that's no. why he's weak. Put him in left back. <laughs> right, you want to put Mar- Marcelo at left back, Dave? Yes, hundred percent. I think he's been the weakest out of the lot, but what? that's not yeah. really saying anything. You've you got, you got David Alaba, Jordi Alba. 
Who's the weakest? Marcelo is the worst. Is the worst that fucking that group of players. What about centre backs? Matt Hummels has had a, a bit of a difficult time of it this season. Christian, yeah, would, would you agree with that? I'm not sure. I like. This uh, I see John Terry on the list, so I'm definitely picking him. John Terry. Yeah. yeah. Okay, he's in. All right. Well, well, I can't argue with that. Um, Lawrence, Matt Hummels, disagree with that. I mean, yeah. You don't like uh, the negativity of this question, do you? That that no, Olsi not... has submitted. Yeah, we, that's why we've picked you at left wing. <laughs> yeah. You're weak um... of spirit. Centre <laughs> <laughs> uh, midfield, Dave. You've you've singled out Thiago Alcantara and Yaya Toure from the from the midfield. Hey, you've so singled they... them out, Dave. <laughs> I singled them out, Yaya Toure. What about Perlo, mate? Perlo's passing. He's over the hill. Yeah, but so is Yaya Torre. People haven't realised it. The reason why Liverpool smashed City so badly was because of Yaya Torre's poor influence. And then you watched him this weekend against Southampton. It looked like he was wearing moon boots on at points. It was, he just looked rubbish. He looked like he was trying stuff from the old explosive Yaya Torre, you know, bursting through, having shots of goal. And he just looked like he didn't have the legs anymore for it. And then uh, Thiago isn't really through level of performance. Thiago's just because he's been injured loads. When he's played, he's been probably one of the best central midfielders in world football. But the issue is he's been injured for most of 2015. And the list that we have is a joke. Xavi Alonso, Sergio Busquets, Andres Iniesta, Tony Cruz, Luka Modric, Andre Pirlo, Paul Pogba, Rakitic and Verratti and Vidal. You see, that's that's what he's saying. It's a pretty good list. What about you want to put in Hazard and James, James Rodriguez as the sort of attacking midfielders? I've oh. gone with Rodriguez because. What's going on with Rodriguez? He's not having the best time himself. Yeah, he's, he's injured, isn't he? He's been injured quite a bit, and under Rafa, obviously, doesn't work, and there's too many players at Real Madrid at the moment, so. Would you say that this world run is a bit like the Arsenal team of 94 95? Yes, the parallels are. I mean, they're, they're on crazy. Yes. Yeah. Uh, finally, we get I to the strikers. on whether they've taken bongs or not. <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> they're out of Lawrence, this world. Would you say Wayne Rooney is worse than Suarez, Muller, Messi, Lewandowski, Ibrahimovic, Benzema and Aguero? I certainly would, Adam. That he's yeah. in. And what about yeah. Benzema? Because he tried to blackmail, allegedly, uh, Matthew Valbuena. He should probably uh, be in there as well. Yeah, I'd say an alleged anything makes you allegedly a bad player, doesn't he it? He maybe did it. So therefore, he's in. I mean, the fact that he may not be a football player for much longer could make that a real issue. Now nah, there'll be a prison Allegedly. team. Sure. Um, so <laughs> our worst FIFA pro team is Casillas in goal, Ivanovic mm-hmm. at right back, Marcello left back. We've got Matt Summers and John Terry at centre back. We've got Thiago Alcantara and Yaya Toure in midfield. We've got James Rodriguez and Eden Hazard also there, and then we've got Benzema and Rooney up front. It's not More a terrible team, thing. but it's not a great team either. But if it was to play, play the world's best team, Adam. Oh, and then they'd be in trouble, mate. They yeah. would be in trouble, especially with you on the left wing, apparently. Um, <laughs> final uh, question of the podcast is, uh, do you think Hazard should continue playing up front for Chelsea, Kristen? Uh, yes, because they don't really have any other options unless you want to drop Bertrand Shaw in there. But I think that's not ideally... The way you want to introduce someone like that into the team. What about Radamel Falcao? He's still hanging about, isn't he? Not on my If only they had, say, Lukaku, guys, who's, uh, who's tearing it up at the moment. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> sure. I just <laughs> never got rid of Andy Myers using the same theory. Um, Good point. And Graham Lasso. Oh, Dave, I'll, I'll bring the final question to you. Um, okay. Danny, 
Danny Saldana said, who's making up the top four in France? PSG obviously in first. So the next three are... Um, Angers have got to be up there. With, mm-hmm. They've kept mm-hmm. 10 clean sheets this season. Um, more than any other side in Europe's top five league. So defensively, they look good. But can they continue their form? Maybe not. Going to go with Lyon. Um, they, uh, they, they struggled at the start of the season with injuries. Uh, but I think this is going to come together for them. Lacazette's going to rekindle his form. Uh, players like Bellevue are going to be very good. Other teams, I reckon Monaco will sneak in there. They usually um, hit a bit of form second half of the season under Jardim. And the final team, maybe Marseille will be the final team, I'm going to say. Wow. But they have started pretty poorly. They, they sat their manager in the early doors in the season, but I reckon they'll, they'll sneak in. Oh, I want to ask you a question, actually, Kristen, before we, we wrap up. Mm-hmm. S- specifically for you. Right. I want to know what's going to happen in the MLS Cup oh, final tomorrow. <laughs> Is it tomorrow? Uh, yes. Who's in there? What's going to happen? What's the, the situation? Give me some knowledge. Hit me with some info. It's the, the Portland Timbers against Columbus Crew. It's mm-hmm. at Free Stadium, which is the home of the crew because they finish better during the regular season. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And if I was to predict it, I would expect the Timbers to win because I think a lot of the playoffs in any sport in America is kind of about momentum. And they've hit theirs at the better time. And, and their midfield just meshes beautifully. You've got the defensive nature of Diego Chara sitting deep. Then you've got the ball carrying of Nagby. And then the, the beautiful kind of creativity of Diego Valeri. And it fits much better together, I think, than the Cruz trio of Will Trapp, who I think is brilliant, Tony Charney, who's that big bulking presence, and then Higuain. I just don't think Federico Higuain, the, the brother of Gonzalo, gives wow. enough on a defensive end. Um, and I think because the Timbers, just from front to back, have meshed together much smoother than the crew, who themselves have been great this season, I think that'll be a, a problem for, for the crew, and I think it'll probably cause them to lose in the end. Have either of these teams ever won? Before. Uh, this is the first time for the Timbers. Mm-hmm. The crew won the, the MLS Cup back in 2008 when they beat the New York Red Bulls. Fantastic. Um, so if I'm going to put some money on, I'm going for the Timbers, you're telling me? I would go for the Timbers, yeah. And if you're looking for a goal scorer, the obvious one is uh, Fernando Adi, who used to play for FC Copenhagen. I love the it. Nigerian strike. If, if people want to go and follow you, Kristen, hopefully will you be tweeting about the game? When it's on? Yeah, I'll, I'll be watching it and then writing something kind of in the wake of it to kind of deduce what happened and why it happened and all that kind of stuff. And where do they need to go on Twitter to find you? Uh, at K-H-E-N-E-A-G-E. Um, and I would also suggest I've actually been able to get in touch with a number of the players and one of the wow. managers from the very first MLS Cup back in 96. Even with the restraining order? Yes, um, <laughs> despite that. It's amazing what happens if you just change your voice. Um, <laughs> Hello there. What's going on? It's the truth. You're like a Jamaican Miss Downfire there, like. <laughs> What's uh, going on? You, uh, you, you got some interesting articles then, Kristen. You're trying to say there. Yes, uh, <laughs> not many on Jamaican football. Um, oh, I'm actually looking at the whole Iceland thing because it's interesting. You asked the question about the the Premier League kids. Mm. That's something that I think was interesting to watch. Was in Iceland when they had the economic crisis the sense that the money ran out of the country also meant they had to get rid of a lot of the higher played foreign players, which meant the domestic players had more opportunity. So I'm not suggesting an economic crisis for England because I think we're arguably in one at the minute. If you perhaps change the financial structure of the league a little bit, you might see more domestic players get success. 
That wraps up the question podcast, guys. And what a question podcast it was. I have to finish off by giving um, a little shout-out to um, Aliyah. Aliyah? Aliyah? Aliyah. She was... Great singer. Great singer. Great singer and also fan of the front three. She was downloading the front three last week for a day. She was so desperate to listen to it. She had terrible internet. And it took her a a whole day and she still persevered she downloaded it and on upon downloading it she tweeted us saying finally downloaded i am the whole and i I just thought that deserved a little mention the the dedication nice nice that's really good yes thanks very good dedication anyway that's the question podcast for this week um dave if the people want to find you where can they go is it dave says yeah on on youtube Um, dave talks football it could be anything right now adam it could be anything dob tv yeah, you know, Dave O'Brien TV at the moment on YouTube. Check it out. Subscribe. I'm nearly close to 2,000. Nothing on the Football Republic, but one day we'll get there. Mate, we'll get there. Um, Lawrence, where can the good people go and follow you? At Lozcast. L-O-Z-C-A-S-T. If you want to see the words I type on a keyboard and press enter, it's on Twitter at Adam Boltwood. If you want to go on the YouTube channel, it's the Football Republic. Thank you very much for joining us on this Saturday Q&A podcast. We'll be back on Wednesday with the regular podcast. We'll see you then. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 